Hey, this is David. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please follow and subscribe to my YouTube page, Stock Talk David. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to help grow the channel. Thank you again for listening. going on this is david welcome back to the channel as always remember to like share subscribe hit that notification bell i would really appreciate it and i appreciate you guys tuning in to stock talk with david and we have one rule remember i'm not a financial advisor so our, our one rule is to do your own research do your own research it's not financial advice I am not a financial advisor, so do your own research. I would really appreciate it. All right, so let's jump right into the week. We had a very interesting week here, so give me one second. And let's see what we're looking like here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Boom. <clears throat> so let's take a look at the Dow, right? So the Dow yesterday... Friday, to March 31st, closed at 33,274.15. It was up 415 points. Closed at up 415 points on the day, up 1.26% on the day. And then for the week, you see that the Dow was up 2%, almost 2.5%, 800 points. And for the month of March, up 1%, 600 points. And year-to-date, right, we just finished out the first quarter, up 0.42%, 137 points uh, for the quarter. That's year-to-date, closing March 31st. So the Dow's running, running up, um, or you could say about even, you know, better than being down, right? So let's take a look at the S&P, which is looking pretty strong Back over the 4,000 mark, up to 4,109.31. And you see on Friday, closed up 1%. You see that trajectory there. Um, <clears throat> the the S&P was up 58 points. And for the week, I think we had a strong week. Yep, up 2%, up 114 points for the week. The month of March, up 4%, 157 points, S&P. So if you've been bullish on the S&P for the last month, you probably made some money. And year to date so far, the S&P is up 7%, 285 points. So I remember some experts saying that the S&P was going to go down to 3,200. I wonder if they're still uh, making that case. If so, we got a long way to go. But the, for now, the S&P is sitting strong at 4,109. 31. And as you see year to date for the first quarter of the year, up 7%, 285 points. Now let's take a look at the NASDAQ because the NASDAQ, after a tough year last year, is trying to recover, you know, some of those, uh, some, some gains that it lost last year. But on, you see we're up over 12,000. I think the NASDAQ peaked at about 16,000. 
um, at its highest. But on Friday, the Nasdaq closed at 1%, 1.74%, up 200 points on the day. And last week, you see the Nasdaq up almost 3%, 349 points. For the month of March, up 7%, 842 points. So a very bullish month for the Nasdaq. And you see for the year, up 17%. 1800 points year to date. So the year to date, of course, is from January 1st to current, which closed at uh, on the March 31st. So that was one quarter. So the NASDAQ is is making some noise this year. It's, it's trying to come back strong. It's trying to, um, <clears throat> you know, recover a lot of those those losses that it had on, you know, the previous year. And if you if you've been heavily invested in funds that's in the Nasdaq, then you know I'm pretty sure you understand and, and know what I mean by you know the Nasdaq recovering and having some more recovery to do. Uh, so you know, but we'll keep our eye on it. You know, we like to track the Dow, S and P, Nasdaq. You know, really on a daily basis. But you know, we look over and recap week by week. So. Um, yeah, so that's it with that. You know, I do want to talk about a little watch list that I have going on. Every few videos, I bring up a watch list that, you know, I, I have that I'm watching that I might add to the portfolio, that I might not add to the portfolio. You know, no crazy rhyme or reason, just stocks that I'm watching that, you know, yeah, this might be something good I want to add. And if you've seen previous videos, you'll see that normally those watch list stocks I do add to the portfolio. So let's take a look at, uh, we'll talk about two. Or we'll look at two that's currently on on the watch list and we'll just see how, you know, what they're currently trading at right now. Let's see here. Let's head over to Yahoo Finance. We'll take a look at the first one here. And you see QQQM, right? So it's a ETF that follows the NASDAQ. You know, more popular one is QQQ. You hear about that all the time, commercials and everything. But this is a QQQM, which is a, a, a less expensive version of QQQ. And you see that it's trading at it closed on Friday at one hundred and thirty two dollars, um, up two percent on the day. You saw some after hour trading there. And I was just looking early at the how it's done um, over the last year, the pricing. Right. And you see whenever you see this, you know that the, the uh, stock or fund plays a dividend. So we're looking at the historical data and Yahoo Finance. QQQM. This is QQQM. And just scrolling back down, you see it's gotten down to 112, 110. Mm, did it dip below 100? I'm not, I don't think so in the past year. You see those dividends paying every quarter. See up, got up to 149, probably a little bit farther than that. I thought I saw 150 in there. I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, I just like to go through the historical data on some of the watch list funds just to see how they're doing. 
as you see here, top holdings, right? And NASDAQ is big on tech. You see Google, the two Google uh, um, stocks, Amazon, Apple, ABGO, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Pepsi, Tesla. So, yeah, so um, QQQM, like I said, follows the NASDAQ on my watch list right now. So we're going to keep our eye on it, um, and we'll see if it's something that we may want to add to the portfolio. I did hold it a while back, uh, but it's currently not in my portfolio. And let's take a look at the next one. And we saw Meta, which formerly Facebook. I don't hold any Facebook right now in my portfolio. I actually do hold some shares in my son's portfolio. Um, I sold my Meta shares a while back, but Meta's still going strong, despite you know what people may think about it. Meta's still fighting, going strong. I think it got it under a hundred dollars uh, at its lowest recently. Let's take a look here, and you see how Meta's been. On the rise lately. Let's see how far did it go. Wow. Kind of kicking myself. <laughs> Not getting back in. You see it got down to 90. Like 90, 08, 88, 88, 91. Man. Yeah. Kind of wish I had jumped in around that time. To get back in. But you know, I did have a profit when I did when I did um, sell my shares. So, but Meta's on my watch list, long term position. Uh, my son portfolio is way up on Meta, so I'm just thinking about maybe putting it back in the portfolio. So it's currently on my watch list right now. And one more, let's take a. I said two, but we'll go three. And Nvidia semiconductor, right? So when you're looking in the semiconductor sector, you think of NVIDIA, AMD, or the Intel, uh, Qualcomm, uh, just just to name a few. Uh, but NVIDIA, you see, it's pretty pricey, but, you know, you can buy fractional shares. So, um, I, you know, I look at the possible return, not so much um, the price, because you can build up a portfolio over time. So, you know, that's one of the purposes of the challenges that we have going on, $5, $10 weekly challenge or whatever the case may be is to you know build up your portfolio over time you don't have to buy everything in one setting or in one day you know the average person may not have 277 dollars just laying around to invest for a full share so that's why i preach a lot about um partial shares and just weekly investing to kind of keep you on track so uh nvidia you see people also watch amd like i mentioned earlier um, but I like I like Nvidia. I consider Nvidia to be the top, top of the top as far as the uh, semiconductor um, stocks are concerned. So Nvidia, AMD, Qualcomm, things of that nature. So, uh, so I do have Nvidia on the watch list. I'm thinking about jumping back in, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But for now, those are the three that I'm watching: uh, Meta, QQ. QM and Nvidia. So just keep that in mind. Always, you know, try to have your watch list if you're not buying at the particular time just to see um, 
what's what may be on on your you know horizon that you may want to add into to your portfolio so all right so let's get into why we are here and it is week 13 of our investing challenge um schd slash voo week 13 also our jeppy slash jet q challenge week 13 so let's jump right in let's see where we're looking right now get an update And let's go over here. Now let's start with the Jeff Jeff Q challenge. So as you see right here, we are at week 13. And this is basically just a $5 challenge. Every week we are investing $5 in the Jeppy, in the Jeff Q. Remember, these are assets that pay us monthly. So we're investing in passive income. Um, so as you see, we did $5 this week, week 13, $5 in the Jeppy, $5 in the Jeff Q. You know, very simple. Total $10 is, is real simple. And you see for the year now, with our five, easy $5 week challenge, we've already invested $110 into this challenge. And if I had told you, hey, you got $110, you want to invest in this stock, you probably, uh, maybe not. But look what $5 a week can get you. So we already invested a total of $60 in the Jeppy, which is more than a share. $50 into JEPQ, which is more than a share, more than what these positions cost to buy one share. Just from the $5 challenge. So you see how you can gradually grow your portfolio over time with small challenges like this. So that's why I like these $5 challenges. Um, so, you know, we're on week 13. We're going to keep going for the rest of the year. You see we are at $110, you know, and that's not, you know, consider we didn't invest in Jeppy the first week. We didn't invest the first three weeks in the Jep Q because initially it was just going to be a Jeppy challenge. But um, we are invested in both now, $5 a week, $10 a week total. I think you guys can muster up $10 to you know, invest in passive income. So now let's head over to SCHD and our VOO challenge. You see week 13, we invested $13 in the SCHD. We invested $13 in the VOO. That's a weekly total of $26. That'll bring our yearly total to $182 into this challenge. $182 into this challenge of SCHD and VOO. And we are going all the way to week 52, already built out, right? So, hey, we just got to keep on pushing. Week 13, we made it through one quarter. We got three more quarters to go. And next week will be week 14. So we'll invest $14 in the SCHD. We'll invest $14 in the VOO. Very easy challenge to follow. Uh, I'm not a financial advisor or anything like that, but, you know, I think this would be something fun that it help um, you stay on task, build your portfolio. Uh, and, and yeah, just, you know, just a, a little wrinkle to the investing game, especially if, you know, you're one that doesn't actually look at your portfolio all the time or um, not actively looking at the market. If you haven't, you know, set you an alarm, you know, I do it every Friday. 
every Friday I'm investing into this weekly challenge and then you see the the uh, progress we've made so far. So that's a um, total of $182. As you see, we've done $91 in SCHD, which is more than a share. I think SCHD is at $72, $73, something like that. And VOO trading about $360, $370, something like that. And we invested $91 into that to each. So both pay dividends. These pay quarterly dividends. But these are two of these are two ETFs that um, that you want to have in your portfolio. You want to think about having in your portfolio. Remember, I'm not a financial advisor, but these are very two strong ETFs that you want to think about having in your portfolio. So do your own research, but we're going to be doing this investing challenge through the end of the year. So, but yeah, that's an update. Week 13, the SCHD slash VOO investing challenge. Uh, we're going to the end of the year with this challenge. So we're, you know, one quarter in, we have three more quarters to go. And, you know, I'm looking forward to continuously growing this, growing my portfolio through these challenges. So, uh, man, the dividends are adding up. We had a big month of dividends in March. want to have another big month of dividends in April. Next week, I'm expecting dividends from Zim. Man, $6.40 a share, you know, for this payout for Zim. I got Jeppy um, dividend payout next week. I got JEPQ dividend payout next week. All going to be reinvested to help build and grow the portfolio. This is why we, you know, um, reinvest our shares because it helps ignite the compounding snowball overflow that's going to happen in due time, right? So we could we we invest in assets, we receive dividends, we reinvest those dividends, and it blows. It's going to blow up our portfolio, right? So this time next year, man. I'm telling you, just wait and see. Just wait and see. I've seen a, a huge increase in my passive income since I've started investing in dividends and, and really um, made it a, a um, took the initiative to make the focal point, you know, one of the focal points of my portfolio is the dividend investing. So, you know, I'm excited to, to see what the outcome is going to be. So I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, but Z, uh, Zim, Pays next week. Jeppy, what I just talked about, Jeff Q, they both pay next week. So more passive income. So, you know, how much passive income are you making? Are you making money while you sleep? Is your money working for you? If not, you may want to think about dividend investing. So but that's all for today, guys. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Hit that notification bell on your way out. I really appreciate it. One rule, I'm not a financial advisor, uh, but appreciate you guys stopping by. I will talk to you guys later. I am out.